Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is Statehouse Happenings. Your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Before we get to the program, let's meet the award-winning panel. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, hello. Good morning, my friend. How's it going? And he's the nicest man in all of Indiana politics and government. Once was friends with everyone until he became friends with me, the great Jim Merritt. Hello, Jim. Good day, Robert. All right, so let's start with our old pal, Diego Morales. And, this, and the news again. Oh, this story comes to us from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. Secretary of State Morales doles out 308 k in spot bonuses. All right, Merritt, I'm going to start with this one, even though you and Abdul are the panelists, because I worked in the state of Indiana, for the state of Indiana, for basically two years, and so I have some familiarity with the spot bonus. These are supposed to be given out to the best of the best in very rare circumstances in which the employee in question exceeds all seemingly reasonable expectation of the office holder or agency head, correct? I did have a little sarcasm in your voice. Right <laughs> well, I'm saying that's the way it's supposed to be handed out. I mean, is that that is that is the, the premise you guys have given the uh, state agencies and office holders this mechanism? That is the intent, correct? That is the intent, and um, it's gone overboard. The, the intent is to, well, first of all, state government, Indiana state government is woefully, the employees are woefully underpaid. We are at the bottom, uh, probably 45th in, in the country. And this past session, uh, there was a bill passed where there is at least 10 to 12 percent increase in all salaries in in the um, in the state government. Yeah, and, real quick, let me stop you with that. So mm -hmm. you're, you are correct. There has been a, the new salary ordinance, which is getting ready to take effect, does include big raises for state employees. Absolutely. And and. Uh, you know the government that you have to pay to get good performance, and and that that's a <laughs> that's something that we all want from our state government. And with the pandemic, maybe that didn't turn out so well. And so the 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 bottom line here is the bottom line is all our state employees are underpaid compared to other states, and we demand performance. And, and these when we created this spot. Uh, bonus type of situation, it was uh, for the best of the best. And it wasn't for hundreds of thousands of dollars either. Yeah, so, so that's really important. So you've got Diego Morales, Secretary of State, I believe it was 60, 
68-ish of his employees are getting these. Yeah, 68 staffers, according to Capital Chronicle. Including his brother-in-law. Yes, and we'll get to that in a second, out of 75. So you're talking about something that is designed for, hey, maybe 1% of your employees are going to get this over the course of the year. He's got 68 out of 75 getting these. And they're supposed to be, now again, it's been many years since I've been in state government, but it's like, hey, here's a one-time payment of $500 for you. He's got five $10,000 bonuses and two $12,000 bonuses that he gave out, Abdul. This totally flies in the face of what you know the legislature, as Jim confirmed, was thinking when they gave the agency heads and, and statewide office holders this mechanism. And it's just another example of uh, Diego Morales and his questionable uh, behavior uh, over the past couple of years, whether it was the sexual harassment allegations, whether it was uh, the campaign with the with the vehicle he bought, uh, whether it now it's now it's uh, the now it's the pay raises, it's it's uh, the trips to Guatemala to to monitor elections, and you just happen to be from Guatemala, so I'll stop and visit grandma while I'm uh-huh. monitoring your your elections. Yeah. Uh, it, this this is the type of stuff that gets you in trouble in the long run. Now, what type of trouble that is remains to be seen. But, but this type of behavior gets, gets you in trouble, and it never ends well. You know, I, what I, one of the programs that goes on around the country, and I'm not sure if we do it here in Indiana, my memory isn't serving me, but the idea of incentivizing good ideas and, and having that suggestion box, <laughs> which would be uh, on an email today, but, uh, but there should be incentives for government employees, including the Secretary of State's office, to... Uh, incentivize for perform, 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 for performance. And I want to say Mitch Daniels did something like that his first couple of years yep. in office. Like, hey, and, if you can save the state money, we'll give you a yeah. portion of what. And he had all the ideas. And I think the spot bonus thing is reasonable. I don't think anybody is saying, because this happens in the private sector, if you go above and beyond whatever the reason is, you did a great job on a project or you saved the state money. I don't think anybody's saying the spot bonus is unreasonable. But you look at this and go, look, 65 out of 60 out of 75 people were not exceeding expectations. The Secretary of State's office, no offense, is not doing that well. And you got people getting ten and twelve thousand dollar bonuses. That's ridiculous. Well, everybody knows it too. Everybody knows what everybody makes, uh, earns, and and what is it? 68 to 75. 68 to 75. Well, the seven should probably be doing something with their resume right now. Because so, you can't get a bonus from Diego Morales. Well, <laughs> as a joke in there. So, as Abdul mentioned, now, and this is where it gets really, really uh, sketchy to a lot of people. His brother in law, according to Capital Chronicle, Sean Grady, who is the auto dealer services code, uh, who is, uh, no, I'm sorry, as well as auto Cer- dealer services co director Kyle uh, Bonnick, chief legal counsel Jerry Bonnet, and Morales's former campaign manager Keegan Prentice all got spot bon- all got two spot bonuses, uh, according to Indiana Capital Chronicle, and that is. I, I will say this though, in, in defense of Jerry Bonnet, if anybody is holding that office together, <laughs> oh my goodness, it, it it is it is Jerry. And if anybody deserves like a quadruple bonus, it is it, it is him. Had had all the bonuses gone to Jerry Bonnet, I'd be like, hey. Congratulations. <laughs> Bravo. But he I mean, really when, did earn when, it. When you've got, according to Capital Chronicle, your former campaign manager getting two spot bonuses and your brother-in-law getting two spot bonuses, the average person is just looking at that and going, what, what is happening here? And, and I think this this floats by if it weren't such an enormous amount. I, I, I believe in the spot bonuses. I believe that we need to pay our, our uh, government employees from the governor on down much more money 
and uh, because you have to have incentive to go to work in state government. It can't just be for love of country. I believe I believe you get what you pay for. Yes. How how, how does nothing ever happen to this guy? I mean, he was he was. Clearly, according to paperwork, fired from the office once before. He was, according to paperwork, about to be fired again, it appeared, before he, he quit. You got the thing where he apparently, according to paperwork, voted in a county different from where he took his homestead credit. You got the thing with the with the campaign car. You've got the trip to Guatemala. And you know, I'm not saying anything illegal has happened here, but what I am saying is it's just one thing after another with this guy, and it never seems like he's held to account by anybody. I mean, I never hear people in state government speak out against your elected fellow former elected officials, Jim, speak out against Diego. It's just like everybody's just like all this behavior is just this guy. This guy is just it's just fine. Well, the media has had a lot of fun with including people on this broadcast. But, but, the uh, media, but the media can't push the change necessary. It has to come from inside the state house or inside the Republican Party. And people, no matter what this guy does. It's just like everybody just goes, eh, that's, yeah, it's that's Teflon. Fine. It's Teflon. And there's, there's a, nothing there, really, he keeps on trucking. And there's a difference between can you do it, which in this case, he certainly can give out those spot bonuses, it appears, and should you do it? And he keeps, it seems like there's things that he does that people go, should you do it? We'll probably know. And nobody ever speaks out about the guy inside the party. Is it just we must defend all Republicans? I, I think probably what's, I think probably what's taking place here is a, a, a sort of Diego Whisperer campaign, if if I could use that analogy, basically saying like, "Good Lord, I can't believe, you no, know, that dumbass did X Y Z or X Y Z blah blah." But it, it's also spoken about at cocktail parties and fundraisers, but publicly, no one's. It's like the crazy uncle. Everybody knows he's crazy, yeah. but nobody says anything. With Thanksgiving right around the corner, we're all going to experience a, the crazy drunk uncle who says the most inappropriate things, but no one ever calls him out. So is it just is this just the way it goes? The guy just keeps doing these things, and everybody just goes, "Well, he's the Republican, so guess it's okay." Well, you you just said it. Everything's kind of everything's controversial, but nothing's illegal. And so you're you're gonna you're gonna see Republicans defend Republicans because there's not a whole lot of us anymore. But I mean, like you look at there's no I mean. The people you worked with who are still in the state house, right. they look at this and they know what the intent of those spot bonuses were, yeah. right? I mean, they they know. Yeah, a former or finance director uh, Larry Borst in the Indiana Senate is rolling over in his grave right now because this is just totally outside the idea of budgeting. Abdul, is there any mechanism by which Diego gets taken to task for this? Because other than us in the media. There's no, it seems like nobody in the state house is, everybody just kind of just whistles as they walk by and goes, yeah, well, you know. Uh, unless someone is accused of criminal behavior, there's really not a whole lot that can be done until the next uh, nomination convention. Or which budget. Is, or, or budget. Yeah, because once he goes to the to the uh, Indiana General Assembly for his next budget, it's going to be a very difficult uh Hearing, I would think. Yeah, that that that's if he decides to testify at all, right? Because because, because that that's this looks like a job for Jerry Bonnet. Well, I mean, he, he is <laughs> essentially uh, thumbing his nose at the. He goes, I don't like the way the salaries are structured, which is fine. He's entitled to not like that. He's entitled to think his people should make more, but he's essentially subverting the will of the people who hand out the money, and he's abusing. It appears the intent of those spot bonuses for him to just, well, I don't like it, so I'm going to get around it this way. And I just look at that and go, that is, 
It's just amazing that nobody in the General Assembly, he's essentially thumbing his nose at the General Assembly, and not one of them will speak out about it. And also, it just shows risk-adverse. I mean, not risk-adverse. He's willing to accept risk. Yeah. And uh, the opposite of risk-adverse. And and, uh, with this sorts of thing, sort of situation, you know, be damned. And it's not really what the legislature has been about ever since I was – in 1990, joining is is a very tightly budgeted uh, situation, and if we have money, we send it back to the people. Or, or, yeah, that that hasn't really happened very much. Anymore, or, or, does it? or basically, what Diego is doing is he's doing the political equivalent of walking right up to the line and pushing it. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. All right, Rob Kendall, Abdulakeem Shabazz, the pro, and Jim Merritt, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. I am rarely at a loss for words, as you both know. But I will say, reading Nikki Kelly of Indiana Capital Chronicles play-by-play of the John Rust hearing yesterday and the things that she wrote down that Jim Bob said, alleged, whatever, I was I was at a loss, loss for words that he said the things out loud. And for those of you who have not been in the loop, I assume most people listening to this are in the loop, John Rust is a egg farmer from southern Indiana. He's trying to run for U.S. Senate. The state of Indiana has hired super lawyer Jim Bopp to uh, try to block him, basically, from being able to run as a Republican for U.S. Senate. And I'll tell you what, Jim, I know you're a Republican man through and through, but when you read Nikki Kelly's play-by-play yesterday of basically the arguments Jim Bopp made, even you had to be like, wow, that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> talk about character, Jim Bopp. Uh, but you know the idea of this whole lawsuit, uh, and Nikki Kelly is is quite the journalist, and Capital Chronics, everybody all read it. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm um, I, when she was reporting all this, it was it was just like one thing after another, and I I don't know what to read into it other than he's trying to uh, <laughs> he's up against the line as Abdul says, and he's pushing it. And he wants to make sure, um, and and he, he th- this is this is typical Jim Bop in trying to win a case. Uh, so I want to read you uh, one of the tweets from Nikki Kelly that just I, I about fell over on the floor when I read this. Bob says Russ does not have a right to associate with the Republican Party. He says it's the opposite, up to the Republican Party to choose who they want to associate with. So basically the argument he's making is even if Rust had played by the rules that the state has set forth, which is the the and the issue at hand, which is this vote two consecutive Republican primaries, then he's basically saying that the Republicans, even if you abide by the law, like they could you could take me, for example, I'm critical of Republicans all the time by the law. I'm totally in compliance. But by what he's saying, Abdul, the state, the county chair could just still say, nope, you can't. You can't do it. And I would agree with that if the taxpayers weren't footing the exactly. bill for the primary. 100%. If, if, if the taxpayers aren't footing the bill, you can do whatever you want. As long as you're not discriminated because of you know, race, gender, disability, protected class, the, the usual categories, you can have a club and do whatever you want. But when the taxpayers are footing the bill 
for your political activity, i.e. your primary, then you got to let everybody in. Yeah, well, I mean, so I'll put it to you. I put it to you, Jim. Okay. Uh, what is the point of even having a law if Jim Bopp, it appears there was alleging, well, it doesn't matter what the law is. The Republicans can associate with whoever they want. And even if you meet the, I don't know how else to interpret that. Other than to say, well, does, does, I, we can we can make it up as we go along, even if you meet the requirement of the law. Well, it's it, it's he's he's um, he's blowing this up to what the state law is. Is the bottom line is as former county chairman, we want Republicans running in the Republican primary. Now, Abdul's right. I would much rather have this U.S. Senate uh, campaign or this U.S. Senate election or or nomination i should say in a in a in a uh, convention and this is what happened when dick luger and ed and former governor ed whitcomb mayor dick luger and former governor whitcomb uh, ran against each other in the convention and that changed things after after that um result and so uh yes abdul i would much prefer for a convention situation here but we have a we have a primary and Republicans want Republicans running in that primary, not Democrats. But, but, see, but I and, guess my question vice is, versa. But I guess my question is, okay, let's say somebody picks a Republican ballot. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to vote Republican in the general uh, no. election. Because mm-hmm. my wife and I, we, we take our respective ballots, <clears throat> but we're, we're split-ticket voters. Mm-hmm. So does that make us a good or bad or well so that this is the question i keep coming back to is uh, by this and it's a long thread everybody should totally go to nikki kelly from indiana capital chronicles twitter feed she did a great job of the play-by-play by this argument i mean again this is what i keep coming back to the law i think is ridiculous and should be struck down but he was essentially he being bob was essentially alleging yesterday it doesn't even matter if the guy meets the law requirement republicans can do whatever they want to do well, that so why do we even have a legislature then? Right, if the Republicans can just make up who gets on the ballot and who doesn't. Well, you, I, yeah, I I don't support that type of approach to a a lawsuit. But like a, Abdul, your attorney, he's just trying to win. And the, the other thing too to keep in mind is, let's say Russ loses uh, his lawsuit. Russ is a millionaire. Russ goes and gets signatures. Yeah. Then he runs an independent campaign, and now he's on the ballot, and now you got a whole nother. Well, and we had John on our Kendall and Casey show last week, and I told him, I'm not going to say that he is going to do that, but I think maybe that might be the way in which he'd be leaning if indeed he is knocked off. Because, the, uh, look, this is this is just, I mean, the stuff yesterday from Jim Bopp, uh, what I did think was interesting was that he he essentially tried to allege that Russ still doesn't have standing because nobody has formally challenged his candidacy yet, and he doesn't have the signatures. Well, he hadn't well, filed. He had Filing deadline. But, but, but the problem with this is, and the, the court put this out. Dietrich is that that's yeah, one of the yeah. judges, right? I think it was Dietrich who pointed this out. That said, wait a second, the other people got rejected because they didn't have standing because it was after the primary. Well, we can only wait until the filing deadline. Well, then that only gives a very small window for people to address. The issue, so you're you guys are trying to have it both ways here. These people didn't have standing, and this guy didn't have standing, and now you're. I mean, the whole it's like you guys are going this far to keep somebody from running for public office. I'm sorry, I thought this was America, and people should be allowed to participate in the political process. Yeah, when we've talked about this before, Abdul said he's starting early. That is a a a, a bonus for him. It, it can help him, but it it all comes down to filing isn't even open yet, and so it, it there there's a situation here that that uh it, it it comes down to the fact that republicans want republicans running 
as Republicans. You see, and I'll argue that uh, Russ actually has suffered an injury because when the Jackson County uh, GOP chairwoman said, I'm not going to sign you, I'm not going to sign, I'm going to give you permission, regardless, it's when they say, well, let me look at your record. Yeah. I'll take it under advisement. When she said, no, I'm not going to sign it, period. Okay. Now we got an issue. And, and I think that came up in the hearing. And I think Bob, I, I'm trying to remember all this stuff, but I think Bob said, and somebody can correct me. She can change her mind. Well, yes. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. And it was like, wait a second. Look, we are we are here having this case over the Republican Party trying to keep some guy who has donated to Republicans. They went through his record of donations. They were certainly happy to take his money, he being Rust, from running for public office. This is so gross to me that we are going to this links to keep some guy from running for public office. Well, all I can say is I I my best guess is the the legislature is going to look at this issue with the county chairman and having the ability to sign off or sign on and uh and and we changed it the legislature changed it just recently to two yeah yeah and, and so and, well uh, and that was kind of like the the other part of the well, this played out on social media this wasn't jim bott but uh like the mayor of Lebanon, Matt Gentry, was getting in on this, you know, and simply trying to say, well, it would be ridiculous for them to go to the three three primaries. You know? And Nikki Kelly fired back at him. And again, I'm, I'm not getting the whole thing here, but she fired back at him and said, well, they just changed it from one to two. Why would it be ridiculous for them to go to two, two to three? This whole thing is stupid. The whole The whole thing is designed to keep people that the Republicans don't like from running. Th- and- does this go back to Trey Hollingsworth? Um... No, because uh, because could, the sheriff signed that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Jamie Knoll who signed it. Yeah, the, the 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 Clark County Republican chairman signed that, and uh, that that demonstrated a lot of power because there's a lot of concern that um, former Congressman uh, Hollingsworth is from Tennessee. Well, yeah, and so so let's Jim, let's play this out. By these standards, I have met every single requirement that the state law has to run as a Republican. I always vote in Republican primaries. You know, I, you know, uh, you know. I guess that's kind of the standard. I was a Republican office holder, but I'm very critical of the Republicans. Mm-hmm. I have encouraged people to not vote for Republicans in the past who don't uphold Republican Party principles. So by that standard, even though the state treasurer in a room full of people, Daniel Elliott, said, and everybody heard it, yes, you are a Republican in good standing, and you know, he knew I was asking that to get that on the record. Would I have to call Daniel Elliott as a character witness? Could they challenge me even though I meet the state law and say, well, the state treasurer says I'm a Republican? And I mean, do you see how ridiculous all of this is that they're going to these links to keep people from running and how convoluted the whole thing is? Well, this situation's turned into a real circus, and... Uh, Circus, I have have another word for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know me. (laughs) Um, All right. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibshabaz, Jim Merritt, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, Merritt, you definitely wanted to get to this, and um, it deals with mental health, and I know that's an area that is near and dear to your heart. Indiana Capital Chronicle had a big article about this what's going on she did uh, this this reporter and her name is casey smith casey smith yes yeah she did an outstanding job of of looking at uh, mental health mental illness in the state of indiana and how it's uh really uh, disabled the the workforce and i i I, i've been working on this issue since 2016 2017 and and just getting 
rid of the the stigma of mental health is one thing, but the other is helping people and having the services to those individuals. And and we, I think I wrote twenty four bills in two thousand seventeen pieces of legislation, and seventeen had uh, had passed and been signed by the governor, and and that was a great start to much work prior to it, but. Uh, now we're getting into the point that we have a suicide hotline. We need to fund that. And and uh, I, I'm hopeful that we're getting past the the idea of this is is something about character and, and but it's it's about illness. It's your I, I've never understood why a broken brain, if you will, is not like a broken arm and is it isn't treated as your health. People seem to think that your mental health is completely dif- different from your health, and that's just not the case. I think also part of it is too, Jim, is that for the most part, you can see a broken arm. You can technically see when someone's got a stomach ache, but you can't necessarily see what's going on in somebody's head. And so I think the fact that people can't necessarily see it mm-hmm. adds to the stigma that, okay, it was just a, it's just a behavioral. Mm-hmm. That's what's so great about this article and, and all the efforts that the Hulk administration and the legislature did this actually this past session in regards to mental health and health that um, I, I think we've got a lot of momentum, but that, that $4 billion figure was just, it just really stuck, stuck with me. What, what is the key? I, I think I get that money is important, but is it, let me rephrase it this way. The key is to get the money spent on the right things though, right? Cause we've seen in the past all time, all the, all the time with government where, Hey, we just threw a whole bunch of money at something. I mean, crime in India is a great example. It, you know, we, we threw this much at it, but it's gotta be thrown at the right stuff. Absolutely. And the budgeting, uh, has to be, has to have, um, great impact and, and the, and the services that, and, and what, what I maintained always is that you needed uh, every region of the state to have the services. Uh, and, and, you know, our DOC and most prisons around the country have really turned into uh, they're mental just, health, they're mental just health facilities. Yeah, mental health facilities, and there's just storing people. And this all goes back to the 60s and 70s with one flu, cuckoo's, uh, one flu of the cuckoo's nest and, and how they demeaned and how they really endangered people in uh, mental health facilities. And, and, then, and then the solutions weren't good. And, and, and so it's taken us a long time to recoup this and to take care of our fellow man. And, our, and, and we have a very good start. But obviously, from this article that Casey Smith wrote, we have a long ways to go. Uh, Rob Kendall, Abdul-Akim Shabazz, Jim Merritt's program, Statehouse Happenings. We're recording this on Thursday, which is the day after Bobby Knight passed away. Uh, Merritt, you were there. I was. In 81 when they won the national championship. Yeah, he, uh, he, was, so, he was just dominant with his personality. And, and when he left, there was a large shadow over Indiana University. A lot of people loved him. A lot of people didn't. And... Uh, and, and you know the if you look at his teachings and how to behave, how to exhibit character, uh, it, it it there are times that his methods really overshadowed uh, really the character issues that he tried to impart to his team. Uh, I, Lawrence Frank is the I think he's the president of the L.A. Clippers, yeah, and he was a he was a, a ball boy or a trainer or or some sort of support on the basketball organization and uh you just see people who have risen uh mike krzyzewski you know, just all these people that 
took the lessons and and what they learned from Coach Knight and turned it into wonderful success. Merritt, what's it like to be, what was it like to be at IU during the heyday and be there when they won a national championship? Well, it was it was you know up and down. You know, we had a season on the brink with John Feinstein and 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 the whole as a as a, an IU fan, you just didn't know what was around the corner. And and uh, he had this enormous personality, and it was fun to win. Uh, that 87 team, I don't think anybody really thought they were going to win the national championship. Uh, but in 81, same thing when I was, when I was a senior. So, you know, and you could make a point in 2002 where Mike Davis was the successor to Bobby Knight, but, but uh, it was Coach Knight's team. And so, uh, and there were several times where IU should have won it and they didn't. So you could look at just a dominance of college basketball by Indiana University and, and Coach Knight was really the the driver of it. All right. Uh, before I let you all go, we'll give you a moment here, about 20 seconds to plug what you're doing. Abdul, what's going on at IndyPolitics.org? Uh, we're working on our early voting here in Marion County to see who is ahead and who is down. And the news is actually good for Republicans for right now. Oh, very mm. good. Merritt, what are you working on these days? Merritt in the morning. And uh, we are uh, today, being Thursday, we have our guest who is the founder of Sun King. I love that. Yeah, and so with Stockyards Bank and Cafe Audrey and Absol Brew with uh, Brad, my partner, Clark on Merit in the Morning. Clark, yeah. yeah, and so and also Jim, underline Merit, yeah. Twitter, social, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook. All right, well, you two have exceeded all expectations again. Abdul Gibb Shabazz, Jim Merritt, thank you, my friends. Thank, thank you. you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul-Akib Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. Abdul, he's on Twitter at A-T-T-Y Abdul, at A-T-T-Y Abdul, and be sure to check out his website, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall at Robin Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays at 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. That's going to do it for us this week. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Akeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.